Um, I uh, came to back to OA uh, after a 27 year hiatus in January 25th, 2019 is my abstinence date. Um, so it's a little over two years. Um, I'm gonna go through my experience, you know, where I've been, I'm gonna go through my strength, what happened, and I will go through my hope, the program that I'm working today. So my experience is that I was overweight as a child. I was overweight as an adult. Um, do I would really like to be able to share my screen if I could. So if you could make me co-host for just a second. Um, I do have a picture of when I was very, very heavy. Um, at this point, I was uh, 330 pounds um, and I was pretty darn miserable. Um, my feet were hurting, my knees were hurting, my blood sugars were in the high 200s at that point. Um, and uh, I was a really good person. I was a darn good person. I would do anything for you. I was of service. You know, I was, I was a human doing, not a human being. I was very, very busy and very, very scared and very, very overwhelmed. And I spent most of my adult life like that. Um, so at that point I was wearing seatbelt extenders because my seatbelt in the car didn't fit anymore. I couldn't close the, the door in the bathroom stall of the regular stalls. So I always had to wait for the handicap stall. Um, I couldn't fit. I'm a teacher. We would have meetings in classrooms. I couldn't fit in student desks. I always had to be the one, you know, scoping out the, uh, the table with the free chair. Um, cause that, that's the only place I would fit, uh, you know, try sitting in one of those seats and getting up, you know, you can't get up once you're trapped in them and it's really, really humiliating. So, um, I've been thrown off, uh, carnival rides because I was too fat. I forced myself into the Harry Potter ride at uh, Universal Studios and, and uh, they made me sit in a special chair to test to see if I would fit in their seat. And I barely fit, you know, I could hardly breathe. So I, I did that, I did that ride not being able to breathe and it did something, I hurt my neck in there and I was, you know, I had vertigo the rest of the trip. It was, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Um, just the, the, you know, the pains that this disease causes, you know, the, the clothes that you have to wear when you're 330 pounds. Um, and for me, you know, it was, I think there's more selections out there now. I don't think it would have mattered. I think I would have been judging me whatever I, you know, whatever clothes I found, it would, it wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't look good. I never looked good. Um, I didn't, you know, some people were, talk about all the different diets they tried. And, and I would have to say in my 59 years before I got to the program, I didn't try a lot of diets. I didn't have a lot of hope. Um, I, I learned way early on, you know, as an overweight child that I wasn't, that I wasn't able to really stick to any diet. You know, my mom put me on what I call the bikini diet, where she promised me a bikini if I lost 13 pounds. I lost the 13 pounds. She put me in a compete into a bikini and that, that home movie footage, it's horrifying. 
<laughs> that girl did not belong in a bikini. You know, I, I saw that and I just, I got sick when I saw that. Um, I really had a lot of self-disgust from very, very early on. Um, we did a, uh, my mom and I did a rotation diet uh, where you were supposed to confuse your starvation instinct by, you know, eating a small amount, then the next day you'd eat a large amount and small and large and small, you know, lost a couple pounds on that. Um, I, she had mentioned OA, so I came to OA uh, and actually lost significant weight. I was in it for, you know, I know I was in it for more than a year uh, back when I was uh, 29, 30, 31. This was back in around 1990. Um, but, you know, didn't stay, didn't stay. Life got busy, got married, had kids. Um, I, uh, we, you know, I married a compulsive overeater and we gained weight together. And, you know, all of us, my entire family was over 300 pounds, all, all five of us. Um, we tried these weird expander pills that you take the expander pills and they're supposed to make you feel full, right? So you don't want to eat well. It wasn't a stomach issue I had. It was a head issue. Um, I brought my daughter back into, to, I brought my daughter to Skivvy actually about 10 years ago. And uh, we were around a couple of weeks and she wasn't that interested. So I lost interest too and didn't stay. Back in my mind, I knew that this program worked for me. So there was something about this program that was able to work for me when nothing else could. Um, I, uh, I went uh, for bariatric surgery, you know, and I knew that wasn't going to fix the eating problem. I knew it would resolve my diabetes, which was way out of control. And uh, it did. It did. It brought my diabetes in, into check. And I got down to 213 pounds after bariatric surgery. Um, but I was eating like a crazy woman. I was still eating like a crazy woman just constantly eating. I was, I was eating to be full, you know, and if I wasn't full, then I could eat. So and that's, that's who I was. <coughs> Excuse me. When uh, my weight got back up to 244 and there was no stopping it, there was nothing stopping it. When my blood sugars were back up to 144, um, I, I knew, I knew that's when I started looking for OA meetings. And there was this great Claremont meeting right by my school. I could go during the school day. Um, didn't make it there for a long time. It was in my plan. I was a great planner. This is, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Looking at my future. Um, I, <laughs> I had, I was actually the glue holding my family together. I was falling apart. Um, we had alcoholism and uh, compulsive overeating in our family. Um, I was a hopeless case. I was, I was suffering from that pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization that, that we get to when we've tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed and just failed and just failed and just failed. And just failed. Um, on the day my husband went into detox, um, I was eating to die. They were drinking to die. So we were all like, this was like a death camp here. It was really intolerable. Um, I, um, 
I came to an OA meeting because my husband was taken care of in detox, you know, and, and I could be free to take a look at what I could do for myself. So I took my, um, my, I took my, my carcass into that, that Friday for today meeting on January 4th of 2019. And I heard so many amazing things there and it's my strength today. Um, the reading they do there of how it works, it gave me hope. It told me, it told me about how food is cunning, baffling and powerful, and it is too much for me. I cannot, I cannot recover by myself. I need something um, outside of myself giving me strength. Um, the acceptance reading gave me hope that uh, nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. And that unless I accept every person, place, thing, or situation, every fact of my life, if unless I accept that, I will not be happy. So anything that's disrupting me, I need to, to deal with. I need to accept it. Um, Focusing on today, the people in that room really helped me understand that my abstinence is for the day or not even the day. I couldn't even make it that long. It's for my next meal. You know, my abstinence is for my next meal. Um, it's the next 10 minutes. They gave me a 10 minute chip. I love my 10 minute chip. I held on to that forever. Um, My first abstinence was uh, no sugar and no wheat flour. Um, but I reserved the right to have uh, two donut man donuts every year, two donut, two donuts a year, you know, a peach one and a strawberry one. So I reserved the right for that. That was my first abstinence. My second abstinence was no sugar, no wheat flour, and no donut man. Because <laughs> I realized that I really like the fruit without that, you know, greasy crap around it. So. <laughs> Um, so much happier. I started doing steps with a sponsor. Um, those steps in those steps and with that sponsor, with my sponsors, I've been able to, you know, release the fear that was driving a lot of my life, the hopelessness that drove me. I lost the, uh, in the body image workshop, uh, I got the tools to lose the disrespect and the disgust I had myself. I learned to trust my higher power with my will and my life more than I ever had before. Just like the for today reading was saying, you know, I, I learned that here. I grew up in the church. I was an active, you know, Sunday school teacher and church member. I didn't trust that God that I was uh, serving. I have a God I can trust now. It's that I can trust with my will and my life that I can ask first, what do you want me to do? I kept praying and tell him, telling God what I wanted that God to do in my life. So it's now the other way around in the morning, I wake up and it's, you know, show me, here's my, here's my feet, show them where to go. Here's my mouth. Tell it what to say. I'm not driving myself to do, 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 because I felt I had to do that to be acceptable. I'm better at taking care of myself today. And I'm releasing things I can't control to my higher power. I'm learning more and more how to do that every day. I have to do that every day. There's crazy crap that happens around here. We have, I've had the most amazing life and it's been both good and bad. And boy, sometimes the bad is really bad. 
this year I started sponsoring and that is something that, boy, if you want to release something to God, you need to do that. Um, I have amazing sponsees who show me so much and I highly recommend it. Talk to your sponsor about sponsoring newcomers. We have them asking every day. I need a sponsor. I need, there is a great need for sponsor in our fellowship right now. Um, I love the food I eat today. I eat protein, I eat plants, and I eat a piece of flour-free toast at the end of the day. My foods are fresh and it's beautiful and it's a way I love myself. I love myself with my food. And uh, I, I give myself food that's delightful to me. And, you know, there is a lot of color in those plants and and they're delicious. So I commit my food to my sponsor at the beginning of the day. I try to do that every day. Um, unbelievably. And, you know, I don't know how this happened, but I'm now weighing my food and, and uh, it's plenty of food. And what that's done, it's taken away my perception of what a proper portion is. And it put an objective, you know, third eye on you know, what my portion should be. So I weigh my proteins. Um, I weigh my non-free vegetables and I weigh all my fruits. Um, and I've got a postage scale in the kitchen with a piece of saran wrap on it. And I throw that sucker, I throw that food on there and I weigh it out and it takes three seconds and it gives me such release and peace over. I'm not you know, I, I know exactly what I'm eating. And so when I want to adjust things, I want to lose more weight. I'm, I'm not at a healthy weight yet. Um, I I've given away 40 pounds in this program. Um, in the, in these, it took me two years, but you know, but I am on a losing abstinence right now and I'm not losing very fast, but it's very consistent. So, um, and what the weighing is doing is it's giving me the information I need for, okay, so I can adjust this, I can adjust that. There's a lot of freedom in the knowledge. It's really great. I weigh myself now once a week, once a week, once a month. I was weighing every two weeks. I'm weighing once a month now. Um, I have, so here's my hope. Here's my program today. Um, I have a solid abstinence in the midst of this crazy townhouse that I live in. My son works at the 99 only store. He doesn't care what he eats. There's all kinds of crap. I could, I could show you my kitchen right now. There's a bag of M&Ms on it. M&Ms used to be, you know, my crack cocaine. Not anymore. It doesn't even call me. Um, the, the crappy foods, you know, if I, these days, if I overeat, it's overeating on my good food. Um, I'm not called at all by the crackers, the cookies, the, the things I used to live on. Five minutes. Okay, great. I think, I think I'm on track. So cool. I have peace in the midst of the most outrageous circumstances. Um, we had car accidents, two of them in a year, uh, two cars totaled in a year, uh, family with COVID, my 90 year old dad had and survived COVID, even though he's COPD and congestive heart failure. Um, and he's better than ever after COVID. We've had medical issues. My son was going blind at one point this year. Um, alcoholism. Um, my son, who was making me crazy when I first got here with his drinking, he became sober during my first year and then started drinking again, like a few weeks ago. And what a difference, what a difference program made. I was able to step aside and give him over to God this time. 
Um, last time I wanted to dump everything out and control his drinking and fix him, you know, not my job. Um, he's quit for now and who knows for how long, but I know nothing, nothing can separate me from the love of my God. And the same is true for him. Nothing can separate him from the love of, from the love of God. So I just need to get out of the way. The promises from the ninth step are materializing in my life. I've begun to intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle me. I comprehend serenity and I know peace more than I ever have in my entire life, my entire life. I, I had a slip with a salty snack recently that was on my abstinence, but not on my plan. And my daughter offered it to me. I finished three handfuls before I stopped and asked myself, what the hell are you doing? Um, in writing about it, I saw I just wanted to eat like normal people, but I'm not normal. I'm not recovered. I'm recovering. And I will always be recovering, but I'm not a, a hopeless compulsive overeater. I'm a recovering, hopeful compulsive overeater. So, and with that, I'm going to thank you for letting me share.